So how are you allowed to legally pay yourself? Like, are you just some like magic supposed to happen from your bank account and like money magically gets transferred? Can you just like pull money out whenever you need it? That stuff is so overwhelming. I totally get it. I am so excited to dive in today to teaching you paying yourself one-on-one, everything that business owners need to know about paying yourself. And in today's show, I broke it down. I shared with you how I started this business, like financially, literally how I started it, um, how I paid myself in the beginning, the exact step-by-step process that I recommend for you in terms of setting up a kind of a financial cushion for yourself and then getting to a place where you can consistently pay yourself regardless of how much it is. I really got honest with you. I mean, as always, but in this episode about exactly what I did, I hope I didn't hold it back. Um, that's for sure. And then I also round out the episode by sharing with you how I pay myself now. So I teach you once your business becomes a little more established or you're making a significant amount of profit, how do you start paying yourself then? What about an S-corp? I talk about that. I talk about payroll and reasonable salaries, um, business expenses, income, what counts, all that kind of stuff. So I hope you're ready to talk money, 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 and we can dive in. So how do we start paying ourselves? How do we start paying ourselves consistently? That's the better question. Um, As business owners, I want to make sure you're doing it legally. Heck, I just want to make sure you're even doing it because I really want you to be paying yourself. You deserve it, right? But you're probably like, well, that's great, but I need to make money to pay myself, right? So I'm going to try to give you kind of a a little bit of a timeline today, my own experience, obviously working in all the tips that you need to know about how to pay yourself today. Um, But I'm going to explain to you really like step by step how I started out and how I started paying myself versus how I'm paying myself now and kind of, you know, along the way, because I want to give you a clear idea of how you can start paying yourself even when you're making, you know, very little or you're still working on getting consistent revenue. And then how I balance that with like reinvesting in the business and myself in, in, you know, taxes and business expenses. And then how I'm doing things now, right? That the business, like now that the business is a bit more established. So I really want to give you a full picture as always, I'm an open book. So like if there's something you don't understand or you would like for me to share, of course, you can just reach out to me, DM me on Instagram at Sam Vanderweelen and just let me know what you want to know, because I am happy to talk about this stuff. So I really think to to get a clear picture of like how I was able to start paying myself and how you can pay yourself as a business owner, I have to quickly explain to you how I started this business. I started this business, this legal templates business, helping online entrepreneurs legally protect their businesses with $100 in a business bank account. So when you take the first couple of steps to legally form and protect your business, one of them being forming your actual business and then getting an EIN, I teach you that you're supposed to go get a business bank account. And I'll link to the episode where, you know, I really go over this in in detail. It's a great like starter episode for any of you who have to cover those basic startup business steps. So I went over to Citizens Bank and I had $100 cash in hand. I 
had nothing left really by way of like uh, of cash in ter- from my health coaching business. So if you're new around here, long story short is that I was a corporate attorney for like five years, left, became a health coach. And then that's when I came up for the, the idea with the idea for this legal templates business. And I really had no money left from that health coaching business to invest in my new business. I had made such so little as a health coach that I used that money to live off of and also to pay for my expenses, you know, for my health coaching business. So really the pressure was on. And my goal was simply just to make something in terms of of my take-home income was to make something close to what I did as an attorney. I thought if I could ever just get there, that would be like the pinnacle of success in my mind, right? I never started this business thinking it would make me a cabillionaire, right? I just wanted to clear this annual attorney salary. And now, you know, in terms of revenue, we clear this my annual attorney salary every single month in revenue, plus a lot more than that. But that is not what I make. That is not my income, right? Um, That's just revenue. That's just revenue for the business. And so from that revenue, there are expenses and reinvestments and now team members, full-time employees. And I save a lot. I save a lot, even from what's left over. The reason I'm mentioning this is because I want us to get out of the maybe mentality or some of the like kind of spammy Instagram tactics that you might see of people talking about profit in a way that's income, right? And if you haven't yet, you can go back and you can listen to my episode, episode 53, that talks about this like online business millionaire myth thing and how people who talk about themselves as being millionaires because they've made a million dollars in revenue, not only is it spammy and like shows that they don't know a whole lot about business, but the bigger issue there is that it's teaching you a really bad habit, which is to associate your business's revenue as your income, right? And that those are not the same thing. And I know that you know that, but sometimes we just need that reminder of like, oh, right, I am not my business. I am not my revenue. My revenue is not me. I'm not attached to the, my worth is not attached to the outcome, but also just like legally speaking, your revenue is not your income. Your income is what you report in your personal income tax return. And just because you have money left over your after your business's expenses, doesn't mean we should pull all that out as income. And I think something that has really worked to my advantage um, as a business owner is not taking everything out of the business, right? Just taking enough in terms of what I need. I don't live like super duper lavishly. Don't get me wrong. I am bougie. um, And I, I fully embrace that and admit that. But I don't buy some of the other things that I would consider to be like poor investments or poor uses of money, at least from my uh, perspective that I see some other people buy, not because I think I'm better than them or not because I wouldn't love to like drive that car or like whatever, but because it's a really good idea for your business. And I think it's helped me a lot in not having to sweat the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. So let's dive into exactly how to pay yourself. Okay. I'm going to break this down into kind of two different, let's call them phases of like a, how it started versus how it's going kind of thing, because I want to explain to you how I first started paying myself so that you can follow those steps to pay yourself if that's where you're at. And then I'm also going to share a bit more about how I pay myself now as an S corp and as a business, you know, that's been, been going for several years. Um, so that if that's where you're at, you can do that, or you just know what you're working towards, right? So let's hop into how I paid myself 
when I started. Okay. So when I started, I, first of all, had a clear idea of what my expenses are or were every month. Right. So do you feel like you have a clear idea of what your expenses are? Like if I was to ask you like, Hey, what are all your month to month expenses? Which ones are your annual expenses? Right. Do you have like a spreadsheet somewhere where you just kind of keep these? So you have a clear idea of like, I know at the very least, this is how much I need to clear to even be profitable, let alone to pay myself. Right. So I, over time, over the the several months, probably even the first year, I saved up enough in my business bank account to cover expenses for several months, plus some cushion right? So I I had a very clear idea of what those expenses were. And then I would say to myself, okay, I want to have enough in this business bank account that would cover six months, 12 months, however months, however many months feels good to you. I saved up enough to make sure that I could cover at least that plus some cushion. And also keeping in mind that all along the way, I was putting aside 25 to 30% of what I was making in total revenue aside for paying taxes. I I counted though along the way for every single business expense that I could. I have some uh, graphics and things for you and actually a YouTube video for you on how to capture more business expenses legally, of course, but just some like creative ideas of things that maybe you're not fully accounting for. So I was like really squeezing as much out of this as I could to make sure I was paying as, you know, in little as taxes as I, I could or what was like truly what I owed, right? And then over the several months after I started my business, I then started paying myself some of the profit that was left over after that, right? So it wasn't just like I made $100 and I paid myself 50 of that. Like I've heard some people just be like, oh, if you make this amount, like take a certain percentage and pay yourself. Well, let's back up because I want to make sure you can cover your expenses first, right? And then you need to know what your expenses are. So that's kind of how I started. I like knew what the expenses were, very clear. Then I saved up enough to cover those expenses. Then I started paying myself a portion of profits after the money that was left over moving forward after I'd already built up the cushion. I was an LLC from the start for reasons that you've heard me talk about many, many different times here. So if you are an LLC or even if you're a sole proprietor, this is how you would go about paying yourself um, in general you can just write yourself a check <laughs> you can, or you can do this digitally, right? If you want to like digitally transfer, for some reason, writing a check always felt cool and I like depositing it. And, you know, you can just like take a picture of it on your phone and deposit it anyway. But, um, you know, I get business, you get business checks with your business bank account. So you literally would take a check and you would, you know, if it were me, I write Samantha Vanderweelen on that check. However, $10 billion. <laughs> no, <laughs> I wish that'd be really fun. But, um, you know, you write whatever it is that you're going to pay yourself and you write yourself a check. Now, when I started out, sometimes these were checks for $100, $500, $1,000. Then they would become like $2,000, $3,000 and it would keep going up, right? Sometimes they would be different amounts. Sometimes I would pay myself $500 and the next month I could do $1,500. Or sometimes I'd pay myself $1,500 and then it would be like two months before I would write myself another draw right? So you, it doesn't necessarily have to be consistent in the beginning. Um, it can kind of ebb and flow. I think you generally speaking, want to work towards some consistency so that you just have some stability and then you can start like saving. And then I was able to open a retirement account and have some money going there and everything just builds over time. 
Um, but I liked the idea of building towards stability and then just giving myself bonus, like overflow if things were going well. Um, so yeah, you literally start out by just writing yourself a check from your business account to yourself. Then you deposit that into your personal bank account or you cash it. I wanted to get in the habit of paying myself, even if it was small at first. So I would highly recommend that like, even if you can only take a small amount, you just get in the habit of starting to consider yourself as part of this like financial process for your business. This process is called an owner's draw, right? So when you are writing a check to yourself or making a digital transfer from your business bank account to your personal bank account, that is called an owner's draw. You're able to do that as a single member LLC because single member LLCs are what's called disregarded entities, which is like the most boring term ever. But they're 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 considered to be disregarded entities in the eyes of the IRS. What that means in in real life is that businesses profits get reported on your personal income tax return, your 1040, right? Same for you if you're a sole proprietor. So you're able to do this because whatever the profits are of your business right now, if you're a single member LLC and you have not elected to become an S-corp, so like if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you're just not an S-corp because you would you would remember. It's a really intense process. So if you are a single member LLC or you're a sole proprietor, the, the revenue that's left over in your business after your business expenses, which is otherwise known as profit, is what's going to be rec- reported on your individual tax return, your income tax return. So you're able to take these payments out of what your like the business's revenue and what's flowing in. My goal was always consistency. So I was always more interested in, let's say, committing to paying myself $1,000 every single month as an owner's draw versus taking a $10,000 owner's draw and then a $20 and then a $500 and then a $5,000. To me, it just, I would, I remember I would sit down and I would look at the money that was coming in. I would start to understand a little bit more about the flow of revenue or if I had recurring subscription payments, I, I could kind of predict what my revenue would be. And so I would look at the business bank account, look at pending expenses, you know, know how much I need aside for taxes and then I would say, okay, I can pay, instead of get, taking a $3,000 draw today and then not paying myself for a long time, I can commit to paying myself $1,000 every single month for the next three months, right? And then sometimes along the way, what would start to happen, because I was doing things low and slow and not taking drastic moves with the business, I always had enough to invest in things. I always had enough to purchase you know, tools or equipment or whatever I needed, So I would then, you know, let's say over those three months where I committed to paying myself $1,000 per month, sometimes over those three months, sometimes the business would start doing better. And I'd say, okay, now I can commit to paying myself $1,500 every month. And I know that I can say that confidently for the next six months, like even thinking about all that money coming out of the bank account and knowing what my expenses are, I still will have money left over and I'll be okay. Right? So it was important to me to like build up over time. So Really, it really is simple as that. Now, there's a bunch of stuff that you really need to like <laughs> listen up. If you're not listening to me, if you started drifting off, if you're doing something else, this is super important for you to understand. That money that you pay yourself, the owner's draw, the money that you're cutting yourself in a check or taking as a digital transfer, 
That is not a business expense. That is not a business expense. I know it's weird because it feels like it should be. I remember thinking in the beginning, uh, I was like, why doesn't that count as a business expense? I have to get paid for something, you know? It's not. So when that's why I'm kind of walking you through this like methodical thing of like knowing what your expenses are, set aside 25 to 30% for taxes, still wanting to reinvest back in the business, and then having some stuff left over. That's because what you pull out, like if you pay yourself $1,000 a month, that does not count as a business expense. So you need to make sure you still have enough in that bank account to pay your taxes, right? Because you're not you're not reducing your taxable income by taking that money out. Remember, because if you're an LLC, you're a single member LLC and you're filing taxes as an individual, you're a disregarded entity, which means all of your business's profit is being reported as your income. So that's the that income number is the number you're going to pay taxes on. That's what they're going to tax you on, right? So hopefully this is making sense. The last thing I want to say about this before we move on to like how you can then pay yourself once your business, um, you know, it's making more and you feel more comfortable paying yourself a little bit more is that part of being an LLC is being responsible with money. So you can't make $100, for example, and pay yourself $99 and just keep a dollar in the bank account. That looks fishy to the IRS. It makes it look like you're not using this as a real business because real businesses have expenses. They need to pay taxes and they reinvest, right? So paying yourself can be part of it. It can be part of your business, but it should not be that everything you're taking out is going, or sorry, everything that you're making, you're taking out to pay yourself, right? So we want to be careful with that. And we're, we need to always be thinking about acting very responsibly as an LLC because you are just acting as a member on behalf of your LLC. Remember, the point of having an LLC for your business is to personally separate you from your business. And so we're trying to act like a business and not like a person. So we need to we need to be responsible with our finances. Okay, so after I tried that method and took owner's draws and kind of kept, you know, incrementally increasing them and was working really hard behind the scenes on building my business, eventually once I hear hit year like 2-3 and the business's profits were steadily growing, I decided to file my taxes as an S corp. I elected to be taxed as an S corp. So that means that I'm still an LLC. I have my business entity type as an LLC. But instead of being taxed by the IRS and by my state as a disregarded entity, the kind that we were talking about earlier, I ask them instead to tax me as an S-corp, right? So I just go from being a disregarded entity to being taxed as an S-corp. You can do this with your accountant. You should never, ever do this on your own. It's a lot of complicated forms and a lot of steps, but it's very, very worth it. You have to file for, to be an escort both on the state level and then also with the IRS. So in your state, there are escort forms and, and like procedures to follow. And then there's also stuff that you'll have to do with the IRS. That's why it's smart to go through a CPA. I still pay a ton in taxes, a ton. Like it would make your, your eyeballs blow. But I only have to pay the self-employment portion of my taxes on the amount I pay myself and now my employee, um, not the entirety of my business's profit. So when you're an LLC that's filing as that disregarded entity, as like on your personal income tax return, you're paying self-employment taxes on the entirety of your business's profits. As an S-corp, you only have to pay self-employment taxes, which goes up to be about, it adds up to be about 16% of a tax rate. 
on the amount that you're actually paying either yourself or your other employees, right? So it's it's a big tax savings. Like I said, though, it is a big pain in the butt that you have to like get all this stuff set up and there are a lot of forms and all of these kinds of things. And it's really only worth it once the business is pretty considerably um, profitable. And also once you can consistently pay yourself, because then we're going to be issuing you a paycheck. So now versus what I used to do before, which was just randomly cutting myself checks. Now I'm on payroll, right? And my employees are on payroll. So I went on payroll. I use ADP. Um, I'll put a link below. I think they give me a link to share with you to like save some money on, on setting it up if you choose to go that route. But I use ADP and you have to have a reasonable salary. And that's based on how people are paid in your industry. Um, that's really tough for a lot of us. It's tough for me because I'm not like a normal lawyer anymore. And um, yeah, it's like how many of us are there? So it's a little weird, um, but you can work with your CPA to do that. So you have to receive a reasonable salary. You receive this consistent paycheck. Um, you can also still take owner's draws on top of it, which I do do from time to time. So I get a consistent uh, twice per month paycheck and then I also will elect to just cut myself a check randomly every once in a while. Same, you know, theory goes as before that like if I'm cutting myself a check, that doesn't count as a business expense. So I'm still going to owe taxes. It's not reducing my taxable income. So I need to always keep that in mind. But I do take them um, from time to time. And just to like put another plug in for like saving and saving and saving and like things adding up over time, I saved and saved and saved. And I took out a multi six-figure chunk of my profits that I had already paid taxes on. So it was just sitting in this account to pay for my house, my second house, right? I made it all back in the business within like two to three months. So this, this method is not super fancy. It's not complicated. And I don't know everything about finances. There are plenty of people who know way more. But I can tell you that this method of like making sure you could cover your business stuff, making sure that you're reinvesting in the business and not taking it all out to buy material stuff or to pay yourself a ton or whatever yet, right? Instead, kind of focusing on this like consistent low and slow method as much as you can afford to live off of right now, it does pay off over time. It really does. I swear to you. And I know it's really like tempting over time to want to buy all this stuff. And I love stuff too. And I love trips too. And I love treating myself to things. But looking back on it, I'm really, really glad I didn't do that for a really, really long time because it was able to just get in a rhythm. And I never had to sweat like I know, yeah, I just was fortunate that I didn't have to sweat that because I I had really like paced myself. And so you might be thinking right now, like, well, that's nice, but I don't I can't pace myself right now because I'm not making enough. Um, you will, I swear to you, right? You've got to stick with this. It will happen. I felt the same way. It takes time. It is brick by brick by brick. It takes time to build this stuff up. But I swear you can do it. I know you can do it. Um, and I know that following some of like, I hope some of the marketing stuff that I share that other brilliant entrepreneurs are teaching you as to like how to truly build a real sustainable business, like keep your eye on the prize. You can do it. 
I'm going to drop some resources below for you. Um, some of my like friends and colleagues like Megan Naz, who I use for my own bookkeeping, but she's a CPA herself. She's incredible. Um, Keila at Little Fish Accounting, same thing. They have such incredible resources available for you. They also obviously offer services. I'm going to drop all those below. I'll give you the ADP affiliate link as well so that you have that if you need to set up um, any sort of uh, like payment system for yourself for payroll. And if you have any questions at all, I am uh, open book. You can send me a DM at Sam Vanderweelen and let me know um, whatever your questions are. And of course, if you enjoyed this episode, if it was helpful to you, it's so great for me to hear. Do me a favor too, real quick. If this episode was helpful to you and you think it would be helpful to a friend of yours, maybe somebody you were having this conversation with the other day, go ahead and just shoot them a text, shoot them a DM, send them a link to this episode. I'd so appreciate it. And if you haven't already, leave a review for the show because it's so helpful in keeping this free, hopefully very valuable podcast available for online entrepreneurs to learn how to legally protect their businesses. Until next week, I will see you then. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to the On Your Terms podcast. Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. You can also check out all of our podcast episodes, show notes, links, and more at samvanderreelen.com slash podcast. You can learn more about legally protecting your business and take my free legal workshop, Five Steps to Legally Protect and Grow Your Online Business at samvanderreelen.com. And to stay connected and follow along, follow me on Instagram at samvanderreelen and send me a DM to say hi. Just remember that although I am a attorney, I am not your attorney and I am not offering you legal advice in today's episode. This episode and all of my episodes are informational and educational only. It is not a substitute for seeking out your own advice from your own lawyer. And please keep in mind that I can't offer you legal advice. I don't ever offer any legal services, but I think I offer some pretty good information.